win or lose, are we feeling the love this morning? Well, now that we've had time to sleep on it, let's talk about it. It's time for Monday Morning Quarterback, Tuesday edition on WTMJ Now. That's the power of love. Oh, yes, Jordan Love. Who knew? Well, some people did. I got to admit, I wasn't all in, but I think I am now. The Packers go up to the... uh, whatever that dome's called up there in Minnesota, 33-10 over the Minnesota Vikings. Now, typically he's in studio, but he's actually off today, so I'm bothering big-time sports guy Brandon Snyder on his day off, but he loves to talk about the Green Bay Packers. You never bother, you never bother me, Steve. That you is never, true. ever, ever bother me, especially when we get to talk about Jordan Love. Yes. Now, you are a guy who puts all your emotions and energy into Christian Watson. Well, he didn't play, but also Jordan Love – this guy has done amazing things in the last, what, six or seven weeks? It's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, since since week 11, Steve, he leads the NFL in passing touchdowns. He has 16. He has the fewest interceptions. He has one, and according to Pro Football Focus, he has the second highest grade at the quarterback position since that week 11 uh, game. And, and really, I mean, you're just seeing a guy who, what makes it all more remarkable to me, Steve, is that he's doing this with guys that, you know, haven't been on the team all year. Bo Melton, you know, Malik Keith, um, you know, his top three receivers. Jaden Reed went out at halftime of that game. He didn't play the second half of that game. You didn't have Christian Watson, as you said. You haven't had him really almost all year. Um, and you didn't have uh, Dontavian Wicks. And you didn't have Luke Musgrave, his number one tight end. So you took away his three top three, four targets, and he still put up four total touchdowns, over 250 yards, achieved something that no quarterback in the Chicago Bears history has ever been able to do. I, I love I love saying that. I think yeah, it, that, makes, it makes me happy. And that is so that so appropriate that, given the fact they play him on Sunday. <laughs> and it was the one fan base that was really, really loud this offseason oh, uh, in regards yeah. to Jordan Love. So it's really good to see. I'm just I'm just happy for I really am just happy for Jordan because I think he deserves this. He's waited for it. You know, he got his moment, you know, got his time and who would have thought, though, Steve, that this team would be in the exact same spot, almost identical to where they were a year ago? Last year, they blow out the Vikings uh, on New Year's Day, and they have to beat the Lions to get in in, in the final week 18. And now it's you beat the Vikings, and now you got to play another NFC North division opponent. And I think if you were to ask us this in April, we would. I think everybody would have signed up for this, man. I think Jordan Love's a top-10 quarterback. I think he's a top-7 quarterback in the NFL right now. I put it out on Twitter, and maybe this is a little bit – uh, crazy, but I think he should be in the conversation, not not necessarily win the award, should be in the conversation for the, the most valuable player award. I mean, he's in, his numbers stack up against everybody. Here, here's where that makes sense to me. If he has a big day, if he goes off against the Bears, and who knows, the Bears are, are a team that their defense seems to have figured out, but this is a, this is a different animal. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a game that matters. For them, it doesn't matter. They're already out of the playoffs for the most part. And if he goes off and the Packers go to the playoffs with this team, with all these injuries, with Bakhtiari out, with Jair Alexander missing in action, and with Christian Watson essentially not playing many games this year, that is an incredible feat by a yeah. essentially a rookie quarterback who is who is learning who learned under one of the best to ever play the game, Aaron Rodgers, and now has handed the reins of this team, this great franchise, and has done everything possible to get them in this position. You you gotta be excited as a Packers fan. Yeah, this is this is the most excited I think I've been as a Packers fan really over the last few years. And not taking anything away from Aaron Rodgers, but you kind of knew the end of the road 
for Aaron Rodgers was was there, right? I mean, he was getting up there in age. He had talked about it, retirement and wanting to be out. Him and Brian Gutekunst didn't get along. But you don't have that, obviously, with this Packers team. All of these pass catchers outside of Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are, are rookies. Like they're and, and those two guys I just named are only on their second year. I mean, this team is this is the team that you're going to see for the next five, six, seven years. They're not going anywhere. They're all under contract. Um, you obviously got to lock up Jordan Love in the near future. Um, but you, like you said, I mean, he's doing this with guys that nobody really outside of Packer fans know who they are. You know, Bo Melton, for example, was the first Packers receiver, Steve, to put up 100 yards receiving this year. And Jordan Love is going to throw for over 4,000 yards. Yeah. He will not have a 1,000-yard receiving a guy on his team, which is mind-boggling. It shows it shows how he's spreading the ball around. It, 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 it's not just receivers; it's tight ends. You have your must, the Musgrave, the star goes out. Other guys step up. It, it is uh, Robert Kraft is the name that comes to mind. This is a team that has responded to every challenge put in front of them. Ultimately, you think they'll respond on Sunday in fashion as they've done at least the latter part of this season. You think they can beat the Bears? Well, I think they can. Um, I, I will say this, though, as much as I hate the Bears and I hate their fans, uh, they have been playing really good football. You know, and you got to take into account who they've played. You know, they beat up on a, on a crappy Falcons team at home uh, in the snow on Sunday where they won 37-17 to 17 or whatever it was. I mean, they their defense, 18, turn, uh, 18 turnovers, I think it is, in the last few weeks. I yeah. mean, they've, playing they've better. really turned the corner. Yeah, defensively, they've really turned the corner. Um, you, I just, I, you don't know what you're getting out of Justin Fields, and I think Bear Sands would agree. Like, you don't know what quarterback you're going to get, um, and and for the most part, <laughs> listen, Joe Barry hasn't figured out a lot of things on the defensive side of the ball. He has figured out a way to stop Justin Fields, so you got to give Joe Barry a little bit of credit when it comes to that. I do think that they'll 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 stymie Fields just enough, um, but. For me, though, it's all about it's all about the Packers, Steve. You know who is who is going to be available and who is not going to be available. You know, Jaden Reed with the chest injury, he didn't play in the second half. He had X-rays that turned out to be negative. He was still doing further testing um, throughout the course of this week. You got to get some of these guys back. You cannot go into a must-win game down four receiver, four of your pass catchers, right? I mean, so you I, you hope to get Luke Musgrave back. I hope to see Wicks back in there. I do not think Christian Watson is going to play. Um, but I think that if you get those guys back, you you should absolutely win this game. A three twenty five game at Lambeau Field, it, it literally doesn't get any better. And it really, this is a legacy game, I think. And I know that sounds crazy because it's only this first year starting. You go and beat the Chicago Bears, and you get into the playoffs, and you throw for over four thousand yards. You already have over thirty touchdowns, thirty four to be exact. Who's counting? And you get into the playoffs, and you do something that Aaron Rodgers could not do. A year ago, in his house, the mm-hmm. same place that Jordan Love is going to be playing, it's a game that people will talk about for years to come. I mean, it, it really is. He's Brandon Snide, big-time sports guy. It's a Tuesday edition of Monday Morning Quarterback. If you have a thought, as people have already, the Old National Bank talking text line, wide open, 855-616-1620. After the break on Monday Morning Quarterback, what about the defense? What do we learn in Minnesota? That's next. We're talking the uh, the big game Sunday with big time sports guy Brandon Snyder who joins us on the phone this morning. All right, so a lot of the um, the post 
game response about what happened in Minnesota was, well, the Vikings played some scrub quarterbacks. They didn't maybe take the game seriously. I, I would say all that's nonsense. For the Vikings, mm-hmm. a game against the Packers is like their like mini Super Bowl because they've never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> and so all this kind of revisionist history, it was a big game for them. They didn't show up. But my question for you, Brandon, is, what do we learn from Joe Barry and his defense in that game? And is it, does it have any relevance to what's going to happen on Sunday? No, we learned. We for me, see, we learned nothing. We learned kind of what we've known all year. Um, you know, just a defense that you know took advantage of playing Jaron Hall, who was only making his second career start. Uh, he was just really bad. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, be too hard on the kid, but he was just really, really, really bad. Um, and the defense did what they should have done. There, there, there's no doubt about it. If you let a guy like Jaron Hall march up and down the field, then I'm not sure Joe Barry would would have a, uh, a Green Bay uh, office this morning. But I, I, you didn't learn anything. You know, Preston Smith continues to dominate NFC North opponents. Um, he loves playing within the division. He had a, a massive game. He hoped that his ankle injury is okay uh, and he's able to play on Sunday. Um, but for me, I, I, love the, I love the cornerback. So I'll tell you what, Steve, you know, talk about a challenge. No matter who's throwing the ball, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison are really good receivers. In my opinion, Jefferson is the best in the National Football League. Addison's one of the best slot receivers in the fo- in that in the National Football League. Corey Ballantyne and Carrington Ballantyne stepped up to the challenge. I mean, you, no matter who's throwing the football, if you hold Justin Jefferson to 56 yards, that's a win because he's going to be the focal point of any offense. So that that was to me something that stood out. But as far as an overview of the whole defense. Nothing really. I mean, it's it's still it's still your typical defense. They got a couple turnovers. It was nice to see that because it's been a defense that hasn't been able to get the ball, you know, into their into going the other way. So it was nice to see a couple of turnovers. Um, but the real test will be on Sunday, uh, and I and I say that because it's a it's a quarterback, you know, that for the most part Joe Barry has struggled to defend. When I talk not not Justin Fields, but the the mobile quarterback, right, right. Um, he's done he's done he's done very well against Justin Fields, but. So we'll see. Um, and if you think that Vikings game did not matter, uh, go watch the handshake between Kevin O'Connell and Matt LaFleur. <laughs> a little tense. A little tense. A li- again, again. Uh, you remember the Mike Zimmer one where he like didn't even look at LaFleur and he oh, just, like, yeah. put his hand out? Uh, that one was, wasn't on that level, but pretty darn close. I mean, this game mattered. I, I saw something like they were trying to tank. I'm like, they're, they're still in the playoff picture. Like, you, you can't tank with no. two weeks left. And you're still in the playoff picture, so I, I didn't really fully understand that. But, um, look, you're looking at the future outlook uh, as far as the division. They're, they have a lot of questions, Minnesota does. Detroit, I think, is as good as they have been this year at the quarterback position. They have questions. Chicago is not sure what they're going to do with the overall number one pick. I don't think anybody is questioning the future for the Green Bay Packers. You know, one of the things that was talked about in the broadcast with Collinsworth and Tirico was the the uh, the, the the young age of this team, youngest in the NFL, I think they're like, they average like 24 or 25 years old, which is incredible given some of the talent they've displayed. I would make the, the argument, I'm curious what you think, that because of that youth and inexperience, you're going to get ups and downs, including on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, but I think the thing about it is on, on offense, that's expected. To me, that, to me, that's expected on offense, especially when you got a first-time starter in Jordan Love. Uh, and then you got practice squad guys you're elevating because receivers are down. Aaron Jones hasn't played for most part of the year uh, due to that knee injury. Uh, AJ Dillon with the broken thumb. The offensive line has been shuffling, but they look to be solidifying. The defense, though, I just as, as young as they are, I just I don't I don't find the excuses that I do for the offense on the defensive side of the ball because you just 
there's too much stock that has been put into that side of the ball where you eventually got to get it figured out and give me results before I can, you know, start defending you. Because when we were going into this year, we said, well, you know, it's going to be a struggle. Offense, they're going to struggle. There's going to be ups and downs. But we should be able to rely on the defense because they have eight first-round picks since 2016. They have all pros at seemingly every level uh, of the of the of the defensive side of the ball. So we wanted to rely a little bit on that, but they just haven't been able to. And um, some of it can be, you know, credited to age. Jair Alexander doesn't play. You trade Rasul Douglas. Um, you, Eric Stokes is down probably for the rest of the year again uh, with that hamstring injury. And you got Ballantyne and Ballantyne. Uh, a seventh round rookie undrafted rookie out there playing and, and you know they did what they were supposed to do that was a nice surprise to see them on Sunday but I think when it comes to age I don't think that's an excuse for uh, the struggling defense for the Te- Tigers text texter asked this question a lot of people on people a lot of people's mind is Jair Alexander on this team next year he is because of the contract uh, if they were to trade him it's like a 27 million dollar hit I believe in cap money um, I don't think. Gudenkins is ready to restart the cap mess again, like we did with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we should be out of, uh, you know, cap problems by 2025. They're slowly getting out of it after this year, but I think Jair will be a part of this team. Look, I, you know, he's frustrating. He he frustrates me. I get where fans are frustrated. He's also a 26 year old kid. You know, he's in his second contract. He's an all he's an all pro last year. I think he's a really 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 good cornerback. Hasn't played up to those expectations this year. And obviously you add in the off the field frustrations, but I think this is something where we can look back and be like, yeah, he, he had a year where he was up and down and he had some off the field distractions, but man, he really learned from it and bounced back and was able to, to be a staple on that Packers defense. I think, I think Jerry Alexander is going to be in green Bay for a long time. Matt LaFleur said it, Brian Gunnikin said it in his press release. Matt LaFleur said it a few times. Um, So I think, I think Jair will be on this team next year. The only way I see him, not being on the team next year is if a team offers Green Bay an offer they can't refuse. I mean, I, I, but I don't see it happening, to, to be honest with you. Yeah, the Godfather uh, offer. All right, take a break. Yeah. We're going to take a break here. After the break, I have a quick segment. Your your expectations, your predictions for Sunday. Big time sports guy Brandon Snide joining us on a special Tuesday edition of Monday Morning Quarterback on WTMJ. Dobbs in motion. People said, who? Who's Bo Melton? Well, apparently he's a member of the Green Bay Packers because he scored a touchdown and he's on the roster. So we got a couple minutes left with uh, big-time sports guy Brandon Snyder joins us on a Tuesday edition of Monday Morning Quarterback on WTMJ. All right, so let's get to it. Sunday, 325 Lambeau Field. The game will be at attend in attendance on Sunday afternoon. Big game for the Bears. Well, not really, but they'd like to, to end their season on a winning note. Huge game for the Packers, like last year, trying to get in the playoffs all they need to do is win. What do you expect to see on Sunday, Brandon? I would say, Steve, this is a, as big of a game for the Bears as it is for the Packers. I mean, the Bears have an opportunity to send the Packers, a team that they hate more than anything, uh, seemingly, that send them home uh, for the year and join them uh, to watch the playoffs on the couch. So I think this is as big of a game for the Bears as it is for the Packers, to be, to be quite honest. And it's a Bears team that's won four of the last five games. An ascending defense, we talked about it. Justin Fields, not great, not necessarily good all the time, but he's not terrible, so he's kind of in the middle. Um, So you never really know what you're going to get out of Justin Fields. But I think this is a Packers team where I think there are a lot of these guys around this roster a year ago outside of the rookie pass catchers. The whole defense was here last year. Jordan Love was on this roster last year. 
They felt that loss at home to get into the playoffs under the bright lights of Lambeau Field and what that felt like uh, to not be able to beat a division opponent. And this is a division opponent that they've owned, literally. You can use Aaron Rodgers' own words uh, for the past decade or so. Um, So I think it's going to be a very, very close game. I think this is going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be a final score, uh, less than maybe five points. uh, Something happens late in that fourth quarter. But I think the Packers are going to squeak it out. It's going to be like a 24-21 type game. I think it's going to be an old-school NFC Remember the NFC Central days? I think it's going to be oh, one of those yeah. type of the, the black and blue division. I think it's going to be one of those type of games. The weather should be fairly decent, which is which is kind of nice, uh, especially um, for the Packers passing game. But I think it's going to be a game where this team learned a lesson last year, and, and they're not going to allow it to happen. And I cannot believe the Packers are going to be getting into the playoffs. I just I, I, I at, when they were three and six in October, I would have never have thought that we would have this conversation, you and I. I, I just I, I hat tip to Matt Lafleur. Hat tip to Jordan Love, you know, Brian Gutenkins, they, they seemingly have made all the right corrections. Like you said at the beginning, they've passed every test that's been put their way. I mean, you got to give them credit. Uh, it's been like a word from Homer uh, over on 94.5 ESPN. He, he said it, I think he said it best post game. No matter what happens on Sunday, you have to look at this season as a massive, massive success. You now have your future at quarterback. There are about 20 other teams in the National Football League. That cannot say that. Yes, that is a great takeaway. All right, we'll talk about it next Monday on Monday Morning Quarterback, hopefully postseason edition. Brandon Snide, thanks for taking some time on your day off. Absolutely. Happy New Year, Steve. I got all the time in the world for you. All right, Happy New Year.